the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. You know, you can identify someone who's part of the mixed multitude because they'll start to complain about the manna. They'll start to complain about the Word of God. and They don't have an appetite for the manna. They don't have an appetite for the Word of God. They want what Egypt offers. They want what the world offers. We want melons. We want onions. We want garlic. We want cucumbers. Don't give us this manna. Give us garlic. We want something with a little spice to it, a little kick to it. There's one in every bunch. That's one friend that never seems to be happy with anything, no matter how good they have it. There are a lot of names that are associated with these folks. Grinch, Scrooge, and Spoils Sport, to name a few. But today, Pastor Dan is talking about a different kind of skeptic. This variety views the worldly offerings to be superior to those of God. They look for anything they can find to cover the taste of God's Word with the spices of the world. But that temporary pleasure has eternal consequences. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 16 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Job chapter 23, verse 12, Job says, I have not departed from the commands of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread. There Job is saying, God's word is my daily bread. It's my daily food that I live by. And the word of God is sweet to us like honey, like manna from heaven. The word of God is not Brussels sprouts. Or cauliflower. It's sweet to us. Psalm 119 verse 103. How sweet are your words to my taste. Sweeter than honey to my mouth. How sweet are your words to my taste. Sweeter than honey to my mouth. And just like the manna. We must feed on the word daily. Every Morning, we need to have a a quota of the word that we feed on. You cannot, listen, you cannot live on yesterday's manna. It has worms and it stinks. You can't live on last week's manna. You need daily bread as Jesus prayed in the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread, not our weekly bread, our daily bread. You can't live on Sunday sermons and Thursday sermons. That's not enough food to sustain you spiritually. You have to be in the word daily, every 
morning. And it needs to be the morning, the first thing you do each day when you wake up. You meditate on the word of God and you feed on the word of God. Verse 21, before the sun gets hot, before your day gets going, because the manna will melt Your day will get going and you will have no time to feed on the word of God. If you don't do it first thing and give God your morning, feed on the word in the morning, you know what happens. Your day gets going. Your day starts to get busy. Your day starts to get away from you. And then you just don't have time to feed on the word of God or it doesn't have the same impact on you when you try to squeeze it in later in the day and your busy schedule. That's why you must feed on the word first thing when you wake up. And the manna had dew on it, right? The dew is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Right? And so we've got the word of God and it's and it's anointed by the Holy Spirit. And look at verse 23. The manna was not just collected and eaten raw. It's not like you just picked it up and popped it in your mouth. It's not like they're out there collecting Cracker Jacks off the ground. You have to bake it. You have to prepare it. You have to bake it. You have to boil it. They baked the manna. They cooked the manna. They made, you know, manna chip cookies and manicotti and all kinds of things out of manna, manna there. My point is there was some effort put into preparing the manna For consumption. And again, for us, the application every single day, I encourage you to put serious effort into the reading and studying of the Word of God. Don't just read some two minute devotional, don't just read our daily bread for your quiet time, don't just listen to some five minute podcast. You got to dig into the words. You got to meditate on the words. You got to chew on it. You got to feed on it. You got to make a meal out of it. And you can't make a meal out of it in two minutes with a two minute read. And not only that, the manna provided all the nutrients the children of Israel needed in the wilderness. The manna sustained them throughout their 40 year journey. Again, in Deuteronomy chapter 8. There the Lord makes a point to say that their feet did not swell during the 40 years in the wilderness. That that means that the manna provided all the nutrition they needed to stay healthy in the wilderness. And so does the word of God. The word of God provides all the nutrients you need for life. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, it tells us that the word of God thoroughly equips us for every good work. It gives us everything that we need for everything and life. It gives us all that we need for life and godliness, for our journey through this life on our way to heaven. And so the manna, first of all, is a type of the word of God. And the manna is also a picture of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the true bread from heaven that we feed on daily. Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Jesus is the bread of life. Turn with me over to John chapter 6. Now, the context here for John chapter 6 
is Jesus feeds the 5,000 with just a few pieces of bread and a couple fish. He feeds the 5,000. And then after feeding the 5,000, Jesus returns back to the town of Capernaum where he was living with Peter in Peter's house. And he's in the synagogue in Capernaum. And, and then some of the people came to him in John chapter 6, verse 31. And they said to Jesus, Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. Right? Because he just did this miracle where he multiplied bread and he fed thousands of people. And so that's getting the wheels turning in people's heads. And they're thinking back to the manna in the desert. And so verse 31 Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, well, Lord, give us this bread always. Right? He says, hey, the true bread of heaven comes down and gives life to the world, gives eternal life. Say, give us some of this bread then. And Jesus said, verse 35, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. What have we seen with the children of Israel in the wilderness? Chapter 15, they're thirsty. They need water. God provides water. Here in chapter 16 of Exodus, they're hungry. God provides bread for them. Jesus is saying, I'm the true bread of life. If you're hungry, I will satisfy you. If you're thirsty, I will satisfy you. Verse 36, but I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me I shall lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Now look at verse 41. The Jews, it says, and that means the religious leaders among the Jews in John's gospel. So the religious leaders, what did they do? They complained about Jesus because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. They complained. What did the children of Israel do back in the wilderness? They complained. They murmured. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it that he says, I have come down from heaven? Jesus, therefore, answered and said to them, do not murmur among yourselves. Remember, in Exodus, they murmur. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the father comes to me. Not that anyone who has seen the father, not not that anyone has seen the father, except he who is from God, he has seen the father. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they're dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. 
I am the living bread or the life-giving bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. And the Jews, therefore, quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood... You have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed. My blood is drink indeed. And he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I, became, and I, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. He says, I'm the bread of life. I'm the true bread from heaven. That manna in the desert, that was just a picture of me. They ate the manna in the desert and they died. I'm the true bread of heaven. If you eat of me, you feed on me. You consume me. You'll live. And you'll have everlasting life. So the manna is a picture of Jesus Christ. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Now turn back to Exodus chapter 16. So God supernaturally gives them this manna to eat, bread from heaven. And we're going to see later on in Numbers chapter 11, the mixed multitude. Remember the mixed multitude that came out in the Exodus? And I said the mixed multitude's not really a good thing. Well, in Numbers chapter 11, the mixed multitude which came out of Egypt with them, they will complain about the manna and their complaining will spread to the children of Israel and the children of Israel will join in and complaining about the manna. And they will say, we've lost our appetite for the manna. We have nothing but manna to eat. In fact, I'll just read it to you. It's funny, funny to me. It might not be funny to you. It might be funny to you how late we're going. But anyways, Numbers chapter 11. Here's what they say. They're sick of the manna. They say there's nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. And they say we've, we've lost our appetite for this manna. And it's the mixed multitude who starts all of this. And they say, we remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt and the cucumbers 
the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now we've lost our appetite because all that we have before us is this manna. They're complaining about bread from heaven, and they'd rather have cucumbers. (laughs) Think about that. Now, I like cucumbers as much as the next guy. But here they are. We want cucumbers. We want melons. We want onions and garlic and leeks. We're tired of this manna. We're sick of this manna. We don't want any more of this manna. We want what we ate back in Egypt. We don't want any of this bread from heaven. You know, you can identify someone who's part of the mixed multitude because they'll start to complain about the manna. They'll start to complain about the word of God, and they don't have an appetite for the manna. They don't have an appetite for the word of God. They want what Egypt offers. They want what the world offers. We want melons. We want onions. We want garlic. We want cucumbers. Don't give us this manna. Give us garlic. We want something with a little spice to it, a little kick to it, a little aftertaste to it. This is too sweet. That's someone who's part of the mixed multitude. It's interesting that over the years here, it hasn't been many people. It's been a couple people, a handful of people, not many, just, just a few. We've had people that have come and they go. And I've had people say on their way out, all you do is teach the Bible. I had one guy here, this is years and years ago, he asked me out before they left the church to coffee. And he said, you've got nothing going on. And I said, well, we've, we've got something going on almost every night of the week. Yeah, but it's all Bible studies, and prayer meetings. Do you want a cucumber? Is that, I mean, is that what you're asking? You want some garlic? You're looking, you're looking for garlic? I remember even back in 2020 when everything was going crazy. I remember one guy, they left because I wouldn't stop teaching the Bible. They wanted me to teach other things like all the other churches were teaching in the summer of 2020. And I remember I sat there and I thought, so you want me to stop teaching the Bible and start teaching these books written by men? That's what you want. You're asking me to start serving cucumbers to people and garlic to people and melons. That's a real melon. You watch. That's going to be a real melon. And it has been a real melon. They don't they loathe. They loathe. The manna. You know, there's a, a couple of verses. You guys can just bear with me for a few more minutes. Uh, Proverbs chapter 27, if you want to turn there. Proverbs 27. Look at Proverbs chapter 27, verse 7. It says, a satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb. But to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. Remember Psalm 119? How sweet are your words, sweeter than honey. But to a satisfied soul, meaning a soul that is filled with something else. The honeycomb they loathe. So someone who has filled themselves with something other than. They'll loathe what is sweet. They'll loathe the manna. They'll loathe the word of God. All you're teaching is the Bible. They loathe it. 
And that's the mixed multitude. They're the ones who lead the complaint. They're the ones who are saying, give us the food. Give us the diet that we had in Egypt. We'd rather have that than this manna. We're sick of this manna. We've lost our appetite for this manna. And at the same time, there are churches, you know this. There are churches that say, okay, you want melons? We'll give you melons. You want onions and cucumbers? We'll give you onions and cucumbers. You want the diet of Egypt? We'll give you what Egypt offers. You want the world? We'll give you the world. You want the music of the world? Instead of music that honors and glorifies God, we'll play music that honors the world. We'll play the world's music, Egypt's music. We'll give you Egypt's diet. We'll cater to your desires. And they're catering to the desires of the mixed multitudes. Paul talks about this in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Where he tells Timothy, preach the word in season, out of season. Because there's going to come a day where people will not endure sound doctrine. And he says, and there's going to be teachers who will itch their ears. Who will say, okay, you want melons? I'll give you melons. You want cucumbers? I can give you cucumbers. That's the mixed multitude doing that. So. Where are we? Let's finish this up. Back in chapter 16. The manna is sweet. Sweet as honey, just like the word of God, just like Jesus Christ. And it's made to satisfy the soul. Verse 32, then Moses said, this is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Fill an omer with it to be kept for your generations that they may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. And Moses said to Aaron, take a pot, take a jar, and put an omer of manna in it, and lay it up before the Lord to be kept for your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid up before the testimony to be kept. And so Aaron took some of the manna, he put it in a jar, and it will be kept. This is looking ahead to when they build the tabernacle at the end of the book of Exodus. It will be kept in the tabernacle, in the Ark of the Covenant. Remember the Ark of the Covenant? Remember like Raiders of the Lost Ark? In that box, in the Ark of the Covenant, will be a jar of manna as a reminder of God's provision for Israel and the wilderness. Also will be Aaron's staff, his authority, symbol of his authority, and the Ten Commandments. This is why people are looking for the ark. Because in the ark will be a jar of manna, will be Aaron's staff, will be the Ten Commandments written by the finger of God. And so this is what this is looking ahead to. And as the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. And the children of Israel ate manna 40 years until they came to an inhabited land. Once God brought them through the Jordan River and into the promised land, the manna ceased. And they ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. And in case you're still wondering what an omer is, now an omer is one-tenth of an ephah. There, that clears it up for you. (laughs) So check your math. Make sure you got that right. And let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this chapter. We thank you for the manna from heaven. Thank you for your word. We thank you, Jesus, for you, that you gave your life for us. We thank you, Jesus, that you came and you died on the cross to give your life so that we could have eternal life with you. We thank you for the word of God, Lord. I pray that you would help us to carve time out every morning to be in your word and to feed on your word. 
We thank you that your word provides us with all that we need for life and godliness. And Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thank you for spending a part of your day with us here at Ring of Truth. You've just heard a message from Pastor Dan Sexton in the book of Exodus. There's a lot we can learn from this and other books in the Bible. In fact, if you visit our website, calvaryec.com, you'll find a treasure trove of other messages all neatly organized in a simple, straightforward manner. We encourage you to camp out here for a while and soak your spirit in the truth of God's Word. Is there anything you would like us to pray for? We'd love to intercede in prayer on your behalf. Please locate the prayer tab at the top of our homepage, calvaryec.com, and send in your prayer request through the form you find there. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, too. We're also just a phone call away if you're not in Maryland. Call us at 410-491-4592. We'd love to hear what's going on in your life. Again, that's 410-491-4592. Would you consider supporting this ministry financially? If so, please visit calvaryec.com to learn how. We hope that today's teaching has been encouraging to your faith. Come back again next time for more in the book of Exodus. Until next time, we hope you have a blessed day and are reminded of the things learned today. This has been Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know his voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice you need not guess there's a thing of truth that is unmistakable and knowing that you cannot find alone and if you listen carefully and sometimes even if you General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.